Hello there. Welcome along to the podcast Sport and Life. How are you? I hope you're well. I had a bit sort of dramatic weekend myself over the weekend. I had a call when I was just about to go on air on my day job on Sky Sports News to say my daughter had been bitten by a horse outside of her in-laws or my in-laws, her grandparents in Gloucestershire. So I had to kind of uh, abandon ship on air at Sky Sports News, get up to the hospital in Gloucester. But thankfully, she was fine and uh, just some butterfly stitches and a little bit shaken up, but she's bounced back remarkably well, which is good. Uh, Weather wasn't great over the weekend, but I hope you got to have some alfresco dining if you're in the UK. A little bit of drinks outside, maybe wrap up warm as it's chilly and rainy. Apparently it was 25 degrees Celsius this time last year, but I think it was something like 8 degrees. So we're talking about high 40s, low 50s if you're a Fahrenheit person, whereas last year it was probably in the 70s, mid 70s. Beautiful, beautiful weather this time last year, but very different. But I hope you're well nonetheless enjoying the, the liberation that's that's coming on and at a pace still in the UK. The coronavirus number's still good, so I hope you're well. hope you're enjoying that. And I hope things are well with other anxieties around finance and stuff. If you're listening elsewhere in the world, as I, I hope, you know, all the, the best with the situation. And I appreciate hitting on the button. Thank you for, for your time. Thank you to the sponsors as well, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, who are specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high quality customer service and installations. Bang Olufsen Cheltenham, but through that company, Serene AV, it's not just Bang Olufsen equipment, source, whatever you need for your home entertainment system, whatever entertainment system, televisual, audio you're looking for please get in touch with the guys. They've got social media as well, particularly the Instagram account. It's good for seeing some of the Bang Olufsen equipment. B&O underscore Cheltenham. Jason Briggs, big football fan. I think their team AFC Cheltenham, local side, back out playing, possibly playing with his boy as well, who I know made his debut for them last year. I played football myself last year for the first time. It's fantastic to get out there and uh, just run around and just lose yourself in the moment, just to have to chase the ball. There's no time for thinking about what's coming up, work stuff, etc., family stuff, whatever obligations you have. For me, it's sort of movement by meditation. So I love that, getting back out into the game and playing football with some colleagues at the Goal Centre near Sky Sports. Uh, well, Thank you to uh, Bang & Olufsen of Cheltenham for their support. Thank you to Cytoplan, food-based supplement company that my father, Dr. Mark Draper, has worked for as a consultant for many years. We still pay for our supplements, always stress that, albeit at the discount rate that we're offering to you. But a big fan of the Immune Complete as a foundation for the immune system, multivitamin, multivitamin, you might call it, if you're not from the UK. Um, but it's a system that we've we've enjoyed and, and certainly it's difficult without a control group to know exactly how well we would have been otherwise. But a big fan of, of Cytoplan's products in general. The Immune Complete has the vitamin D3, which may be crucial if you're homebound at the moment, not getting out into the sunlight. And also the vitamin C and the raft of the trace elements, which my father, who is a general practitioner by day, but also has worked as a lecturer for nutrition, run nutrition courses, particularly micronutrition courses around trace elements, which will vary from whatever part of the world you're in. But certainly in the UK, he was concerned about the depletion of the soil in terms of trace elements like selenium and zinc, which are in the immune complete range, or you can buy separately along with all the other separate, separate minerals and, and vitamins that you can buy through Cytoplan. And if you go to Cytoplan's website, c-y-t-o-p-l-a-n.co.uk, they're very kindly offered a discount in association with the podcast. That discount is Draper 10R, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the numbers one zero and the capital letter R. Right on to the podcast today. Thank you for Sky Sports, my employers, for allowing me to share this with you. This is a YouTube video that you can check out online and the Sky Sports website, broken up into fragments of, of topics, I believe. But another compelling chat with Michael Venom Page, sometime boxer, 
mostly though known for being a very skilled kickboxer and MMA practitioner in the Bellator ranks. Fights this weekend against a Californian called Derek Anderson and caught up with him about all manner of topics and particularly the effect not over, only mentally and physically in terms of limitations of the COVID crisis, but also practically on fight night, the effect because of the canvas that he's going to be fighting on the cleaning. And he's a kind of explosive, spectacular kicker and how that's going to change his style a little bit, which doesn't seem quite fair compared to people who are more grounded in their approach to MMA fighting, but nonetheless, a pretty uh, phlegmatic and philosophical character and very thoughtful, the one and only Michael Venom Page. Hello there and welcome along to another Mixed Martial Arts conversation for Sky Sports. Very pleased to say that Bellator contender Michael Venom Page joins us once again. Michael, great to see you. How are you doing? You're about to fly out to the States at the time of speaking. Yes, yes. No, thank you for having me again. Um, yeah, no, I'm feeling really good. Um, just doing the, uh, the the kind of last last preparations for uh, a fly on a Sunday. Uh, and then again, it's just about just managing my weight and getting that last bit of, of weight off uh, to, for the weigh-ins and stuff. And then, yeah, all funded as I go. Yeah, so you're in the UK now. It feels like normality is slowly easing in post-pandemic. But when you reflect back on the, the fight in Paris last time out, I know you said it wasn't your vintage performance against Ross Houston. What, what do you think now? Do you have to take it in the context of what was, I guess, the most bizarre year that most of us have known? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a year that nobody would have expected. It's, it's, it's been difficult for, for many people. Um, uh, uh, it's been difficult for myself mentally for a lot of different reasons. Um, and then obviously trying to make sure you're still, you know, training has actually been a, a, a plus in the sense that we've, uh, my gym's, um, was able to do, do all the paperwork necessary to class himself as an elitist gym. So all the professional fighters were still able to continue training through the pandemic, which um, I think that's that's been my saving grace. Um, and then obviously, as you say, I was able to get a fight out as well uh, in Paris. And because of all the new um, COVID rules and stuff, that I think they're doing all the, the extra cleaning on the, on the canvases and so on and so forth. So the canvas is very slippery. Um, so that side of it, for somebody with my fighting style, um, it, it plays a, a big role. So I really had to adjust uh, for that last fight. And I've actually been noticing in the last Bellator that I, I had watched that near enough everybody that threw a kick slipped. So I'm assuming mm. they're still doing it. <laughs> um, what, what, what are they doing to the canvas? They're just slicking it deliberately. Uh, I think I think it's just this COVID thing. I'm, I'm assuming I haven't actually asked anybody specifically why they kind of gone back because it's something I actually remember talking about. This is back when I fought Nashon Burrell. This was a while ago. I think I was probably about three fights, four fights into Bellator, and the canvas was quite slippery. But they were they were coating it with something to because of all the um, sponsors that they have on the actual on the canvas. They were doing it so it, it, it kind of stood out a bit more. And when they realised, so, so one of the guys, one of the guys that worked with Bellator actually went in the cage and realised how slippery it was. They stopped doing that. And then it was fine. And now I think the, the only thing I can think of is for them to be putting stuff back on there is because they're cleaning, maybe doing extra cleaning because of mm. the COVID rules and, and so on and so forth. But it's making the canvas very slippery. And that's significant in a sense in MMA particularly, because if any other combat sport where you have two competitors both taking part in the same sport, it would be the same for each. But as you say, your style is very different to, say, a more boxing style or, or a kind of a wrestling style. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So it's definitely, for me, it plays a bit more of a role 
on myself. But as I said, in, my, in the last Bellator, near enough, any person that I saw kick slipped. Um, so it was quite a few people that were, it still affects, but just slightly different, just for more specific moves. And um, I've actually had to adjust in terms of, we made our canvas in the gym very slippery and I've had to try and figure out a way to, to kind of uh, uh, still do what I do while ice skating. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't stop throwing kicks, can you? Because that would be yeah, exactly. wild for you to do that. Exactly, exactly. So yeah, I have to, I have to, we have to adjust, but hopefully they can, you know, uh, they figure it out and they uh, stop doing that. You got the fight with Derek Anderson coming, who we spoke to before his aborted fight with Paul Daly last mm -hmm. year. As Daly didn't make the weight, I know you've had meetings lined up with him, but just want to get your thoughts before that on the welterweight rankings. You're currently second behind undefeated Yaroslav Amosov. He's going up against Douglas Lima, the yeah. champion for the title. What do you make of those rankings? Can you get too involved in them? Because ultimately, it's it's out of your control. Yeah, no. There's to be fair. There's no there's no point taking too much notice. Um, and it's nice that it's there, I guess, but there's no point taking too much notice because it is just obviously specific people's opinions. Um, and even with the, there's so much, even with the, like the, the, the UFC rankings, there's a lot of controversy as to why this person's the power pound and this person hasn't fought. And you, you'll constantly be going around and around in circles trying to justify why that's that, but, but again, it's opinions. Mm. It's not something you can, um, take on board for me I just got to keep beating people up <laughs> and, yeah. uh, until I have the bell and the ranking doesn't mean anything to me <laughs> yeah you got well yeah because people criticize I've heard mention that perhaps you know your list of opponents you shouldn't be so high in the rankings but actually it's more about your all-rounded mixed martial arts background isn't it and they're making a judgment on your sort of your repertoire of skills as well mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So obviously, they've kind of briefly explained how they how they do the the, the rankings. But again, yeah, for me, uh, it's not an art, it's, it's it's not important enough for me to kind of take too much notice. Mm. Uh, I just have to just go out there. My, my, my goals and everything are still the same, regardless of the rankings. Um, and the one thing I did say, I remember saying, um, if I if I'm not actually supposed to be in that position. I'm not really hearing that many people underneath me in the rankings calling me out. So <laughs> uh, they, they seem to be okay with it. <laughs> it. It does give you a rough out, outline, doesn't it, to where you need to go for the title challenge and stuff. Is it quite nice in a sense to, to see a pathway? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. It's, a, it's always good. Uh, and I think even for myself, because um, I'm, I'm, I always get kind of pegged with not having the, not fighting the most credible uh, opponents, but now there's a number to them it's easier for, for them to be like, okay, well then that's, that's justified or that's not justified and so on and so forth. So yeah, again, it just makes a, it makes it a bit, a bit more of a visual difference for a lot of people. Yeah. Scott Coker keeps saying you're one fight away from a title shot. So hopefully that comes to <laughs> fruition again. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> but you, you mentioned illustrious names and I suppose you can't get any more illustrious in MMA than the name Gracie. You mentioned mm -hmm. Neiman Gracie in the, in the, in the past. I think he's fourth generation of the, the yeah. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu dynasty. Um, there wasn't enough time to get that fight going, though. Do you, do, you, do you want to kind of reinvest in that? Yeah, no, yeah, no. It's, for me, we we wanted to have that fight. Um, we just wanted to be pushed back to like this kind of time, um, just because of how the COVID was affecting our country at the time. Getting training partners and doing this, the the kind of normal things that I would normally do to prepare for a fight, I literally couldn't do. Um, yeah. So we had asked for it to get pushed. Uh, ahead just so because we knew things were going to be opening back slightly as well and people will be a bit more flexible and even to be fair even for this fight it's been very difficult to find you know the, my, my normal preparations has been it's been, it's been slightly shifted um but you know it was we had enough time to kind of still you know make it to feeling 
positive about going into a fight, but with, with Gracie, we, you know, we wasn't able to. So it was definitely a fight I was looking forward to. Um, they, uh, I think Bellator wasn't happy to kind of have him, have him wait or he wasn't happy to, to wait. So, um, you know, we kind of missed each other there, but I'm sure we're sure we'll come, we'll come back around again. And do you, do you feel that Anderson could be the, the paving stone for the, the title challenge? Do you see it being a sort of one plus one? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I don't know anymore. Like, I'd, I'd like to say yes. I, I, in all honesty, I, I feel like I'm just going to stay active. So I potentially see it going like this. I, I will fight uh, and this, uh, Derek Anderson. Touch wood, all goes well. I do mm. my thing. I win. Um, Lima fights the following month. And then he's going to want to take a break. Oh, I've just had a fight. You know, I'm going to take, a, <laughs> take, take four or five months off to... Um, you know, to reflect on life, whatever. Uh, so in that time, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not willing to wait. I'm probably going to end up uh, wanting to get back out and fight again. Uh, Jason Jackson, amazing fighter, just mm. beat um, uh, Gracie as we were just speaking about him. Um, so that might be another fight, or maybe if Amosov loses that fight, maybe that that would be a, another fight to make. So yeah, I'm, I'm just not going to wait. Yeah, lots of big permutations. Like you said, you can't look too far ahead because I think it's third time lucky against Derek Anderson yeah. crossed, isn't it? Does yeah. it feel like deja vu, the sense of relief? What does it feel like to get, get in there finally with him? Um, I don't know. It just, it just, yeah, it just, it just, I don't know. I feel like he was a, he was a bit of an um, unlucky charm because it never happened with me twice and then it didn't happen with Paul Daly as well. So I'm like, there's something that he, there's some kind of voodoo that he's putting out. But hopefully, like, third time's a charm. Me and him get in there and we actually get it done. Yeah, I was going to say one criticism of it has been the lack of activity, but probably unfair, as you say, with the Paul Daly situation and what's <laughs> happened in the past. He's, been, he's trying to be active. He's yeah. very relaxed as well. We spoke to him last year and he's, he had a camper van that he bought for the pandemic and was living in that and just oh, wow. very chilled out. Yeah. Um, what, do you, what do you make of him? MMA record of 17-3. He's relaxed outside of the cage, but he seems very committed and, and consistent in it. Yeah, he's a, he's a very tough opponent. Very well-rounded, comfortable everywhere. Um, come forward, will go doesn't seem to care who's standing in front of him. Um, kind of has that almost like lack of respect for people in front of him in, in a good way. Like he obviously, I'm sure he respects everybody outside of that, but that when he's in the cage, he doesn't care. So it's, uh, again, there's much respect to him. He's definitely a tough fighter. I, look, I kind of just look forward to, to, you know, having this fight. Yeah, what are your goals for the fight? Because it was interesting recently, actually, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, I heard him on a podcast talking about your skill set and your kicking and how much he admired you. Mm. Um, but do you think because of the, the, the situation with the canvas, because of maybe the last performance, are you just about getting momentum, getting a W here? Yeah, it's, it's, for me, it's just about it's just getting across the finish line. Um, it's, like I said, there's, gonna, there's, there's quite a few different factors because of the whole, even just, just the whole lead up into the fight because of COVID. Uh, the whole being in a bubble and just how we're, how we're going to have to do our weight cut. So everything's going to be that much more difficult leading into mm. a fight. And it's the kind of stresses you don't really want before a fight, but um, both sides are going to have that. Um, but yeah, it just makes it, it just makes it going into the fight difficult. That's why I say, I just want to kind of get across each finishing line, each step, each stepping stone. So the first one is just getting my weight in order, making, making sure that was done. Obviously, my preparation until then um and then just again just w winning that fight so it's uh just being just being disciplined being um following the strategic the, the strategical plan that we've got out in, in place to get for this for this fight and it's going and it's going and then doing the job you feel confident can go your way yeah 100 i'm feeling i'm i'm feeling i'm i'm feeling amazing I'm, the, the one i'd say the one 
thing that's on my mind is the cameras. That's that's the only thing that's kind of like on my mind. But again, we've done we've we've done a few things to 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 hopefully you know be able to adjust. Like last time, it was a bit of a shock. I walked in there and didn't didn't expect it to be that way. This mm. time, I'm kind of almost anticipating it being that way, and then have we we've, we've kind of done things to adjust. So. It's still not ideal. I'd love to be able to just be the best me on the day, and having a slippery surface definitely doesn't help. But um, again, yeah, I'll figure it out and we'll make it work. Will you be able to touch the canvas before the, the actual fight night? Will you be able to go on it at all? Yeah, no, definitely. But you know what it is? It's over time because I, if I was fighting early in in the show, it's, mm. it, it shouldn't be too much of a problem because they're not going to clean it immediately. You know, a lot of times it'll have been cleaned the night before and then the first few fights will happen and they'll clean again. And the next week, a lot of times on the main show, they start to clean again. Mm. And because that's where I am now, it's, it's, it's it, it just, it changes the, the canvas. There's always like patches where it's just a bit, you know, it's a bit, a bit too wet and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, I, I know regardless of how, how it feels, just, you know, I can go in there the night before and jumping around and be like, oh yeah, no, it's perfect. <laughs> and the next day, it's just not the same. So, yeah. yeah. Need to, need to take it as it comes, get a hairdryer out there or something like that. <laughs> Some sort of industrial blower, leaf blower. And um, what about um, Lima against the Amasov? How do you see that one going? Any preference to, to who wins it? Yeah, I think uh, Amasov is a, a great fighter. Um, amazing, like, uh, wrestling style. Um, uh, hands, like, really good boxing and head movement and so on and so forth, like kickboxing as well. Uh, I do think he's slightly undersized. Uh, with regards mm. to Lima, Lima is very strong. I think that uh, the deciding factor is if he can keep him on the floor, which I don't think he's going to be able to do. Lima's got an amazing butterfly sweep that he catches a lot of people on. I think the only person that he wasn't able to kind of do it to was Rory McDonald, um, whose jiu-jitsu was just, is, is outstanding. Um, so I think even if he does kind of get him to the floor, he's not going to be able to keep him there. And uh, Lima's leg kicks and that, 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 how, how powerful his kicks are yeah, and how, how big he is for the division, it's gonna, I think it's gonna, play, it's gonna play the role and he will, you know, he should take that fight. Yeah, fascinating matchup, welterweight scene, very uh, exciting in Bellator, as it is in the, the UFC as well. Yeah. I wanted to get your thoughts on K Kamara Usman. Dana White says some um, maybe controversial things to get debates going, but he's talked about Usman being perhaps the greatest of all time. In, uh, in welterweight, I believe that was. He said the greatest of all time for a few few fighters in a few divisions. Yeah. What do you, how do you assess Kamara Usman at the moment and what a challenge he I mean, He surprised me with that last one, to be fair. Um, he yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fan of, of, of both fighters. But Masvidal, I feel like um, he did underestimate the, his striking and kind of because of the first time and how relaxed he was with punches flying past him, he kind of just was even that much more relaxed this time and was solely focused on, you know, wrestling and being able to stand back up, which he did and looked amazing doing. Um, but yeah, Usman adjusted uh, as, as a champion should do. He's got the, the right mindset. He's a tough guy. He's a come forward, come forward fighter. My only, not worry, but my only thing with Usman is I feel he, because he's capable of taking shots, I think he takes too many shots. Yeah, you know he's got he's got an amazing chin, but for me that only lasts so long. Um, yeah. And in his, his not this last fight, the fight before he got rocked just before he kind of came back, and it's that's that's for me his um, where it could go wrong for him. But right now he's on a, he's on an absolute storm and just doing doing amazing.
Now, Michael, do you want to see another Brit, Leon Edwards, get a shot at Usman Sue? No, I think Leon deserves it, man. He's been he's been killing some amazing names and just doesn't because he doesn't have the kind of the hype around him. Um, he just gets pushed to the back and has to fight more and more people to prove himself. But I think he's more than proved himself to actually have that fight. Um, they have fought before though, and it didn't go well. But he's not the same fighter at all. Um, mm. That's the first time they fought. So now, so that would be a, definitely would be a good fight. Been a long time ago, isn't it? One welterweight who's, who's left the UFC is Tyrone Woodley. Yeah, a difficult run, hasn't he? Um, yeah. Since losing the title to to Usman, four fight losing streak. But is he someone you'd welcome to Bellator, perhaps to reinvent himself? The guy's amazing. Again, uh, someone I'm a fan of, someone I, I speak to as well. Um, guys, uh, unbelievable. Uh, I know he kind of went on a bad, he went on a bit of a bad run. I, if for some reason. Even though, I, like, we don't talk regularly, you know, it's very, like, uh, sporadic here and there. I just feel like it was a bit of a mental block more than it was his physical ability. Um, and if he can kind of cross that barrier, he just becomes a dangerous person again, <laughs> like, immediately. Um, so, yeah, no, 100%, everyone will welcome him at, at Bellator. People would love for a name like that. And I feel he's still at the top of his game. I think, he, like I said, I feel like it's just that small shift in, in, his, men in his mental and he, 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 he does some dangerous things again. Yeah, maybe a change would do him good and shift, shift that momentum for him. Now, we've spoken about your, your pal Derek Chisora in the past yeah. on the boxing front. He's up against Joseph Parker, a former world champion this weekend in Manchester. Have you spent time with Delvoy in the build-up to this one? What kind of form? Uh, we spent a lot of time. He was doing a lot of work at our gym, fitness-wise, and, and some technical, technical stuff. Did some sparring with him, especially for his last one. Um, and yeah, man, like you got to love Derek, man. <laughs> you <laughs> tried out some kicks on him, didn't you? You were telling me. Sorry. You tried. He, he tried out some kicks on him, Derek, and that. Yeah, was no, it was um, a lot of the guys in the gym because he wanted to kind of know, experience, like what it what it'd be like, and he didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I think he'll stick to boxing for now, anyway. Yeah, but you, what do you think? You give him a, ch a good chance in that one match against Parker. It could be a pretty toe-to-toe yeah, uh, -toe fest, couldn't it? It's a difficult one. I don't think um I don't think Parker's gonna want to go toe to toe though. So it's similar mm. to the kind of AJ fight. He was he was on his bike most of the fight. He's gonna be backpedaling and landing some shots. And it's down to uh to Derek to um you know cross his feet and be able to try and pin him down to land those shots because Parker's not gonna he, he hit Derek hits hard. Parker's not gonna wanna be there for those kind of shots and uh he comes for war and I feel like if you get sucked into a war with Derek yeah, he will win that battle um, so I think Parker's going to want to be on his bike um, but yeah Derek if from what I've seen if he does what I've seen him do in the gym um, and the way he's kind of learned to pin people down and like I said I had to do some work with him and I, I'm, I'm a hard person to pin down and start to figure out exactly where, where to position his feet to just to, to, to trap me in corners and that's exactly what he's going to want to do with with Parker, forced him to just have to dig his feet down and start fighting, and, and that's going to be a bad night for Parker. Yeah, intriguing match on Sky Sports. We've seen his nemesis matchups with Dillian White, of course, and, and Dillian White's called out Francis Garno recently, which hasn't been shot down as much as other crossover ideas because Dillian's got a little bit of background in MMA. Francis yeah. started off as a boxer. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, again, everyone's doing these kind of crossover crossover fights now. Uh, when it comes to fruition, like it's like it's a, it, I guess it's a good thing. Fans crossing from 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 left to right, from boxing to MMA. Um, 
for me, Francis Ngannou, his last uh, last fight was the first time that I saw him competently strike and actually look really good. So I think it's, it'll be a bit too early for him to just jump into boxing because he did his fight before most of his fights before he was very just wild and he's because he, he's heavy handed. If he catches you again, it's yeah definitely dangerous, but not necessarily technically uh, great at boxing. But then his last fight, he looked very good, but it was very basic at the same time. But he did look, he had a, he had a lot better form, a lot better understanding of, of distance control and obviously landed a beautiful shot to finish. Um, I don't think it's the right time to then jump into boxing just yet. But yeah, maybe later on, keep keep building yourself up, working on your hands because he, he's definitely been improving mm. and then and then jump over, yeah. And Dillian says he, he, he would do a plus one as well, maybe in the, in the cage as well. He was prepared to do that, which is unusual for a boxer. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's that. He has. He, again, like you said, he's got a background in uh, kickboxing. Like, I think. Yeah. In, in kickboxing. He's actually had an MMA fight with my gym, um, oh. and my coaches at London Shoot Fighters. Um, so he understands it. But it's been a while. It's been a while. Stuff changes a lot in our sport, in boxing as well. So mm. imagine our sport. It changes a lot. So I, to think that because I've done it in the past, I can jump back in. Is it's, it's not the same. Not the same. Yeah. It's a, it's a different concept, though, than, than Askren versus Jake Paul, isn't it? And mm. now we're talking about DC taking on Jake Paul. That's a different thing because that's a, a person with non-elite experience just getting a celebrity matchup where these are at least elite level uh, combat. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Like, yeah, the other, other things are a bit... At first, I'll say it's, it was a bit more... It was, an, it was annoying. But then when you think about it, they're bringing their own fans to the table. So mm. they're, not, they're not doing anything... Um, like say wrong or offensive they're they're literally the money that they're creating everyone can be annoyed by but they they literally are creating their own money because it's their the p is their own mm. people that they're bringing in and because they're they've got such a wide um you know uh fan base they're able to do it and you can see with at least with jake he's actually putting in training and actually you can see he's actually putting in work to you know to to do boxing yeah. Um, uh, versus actually not having any kind of boxing background or even training hard enough, you know, just showing a couple of clips and then just jumping in because I know I can make money. Um, I, I respect him uh, enough that, that he's actually putting in the work and he's actually doing sparring and so on and so forth. So at least he's actually he's actually trying to do something. And, yeah, uh, people, yeah. Be good at it. yeah, people saying Jake's a little bit more accomplished than Logan and perhaps I thought he might have just taken on Logan. Logan I have no time for. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I think Floyd's giving away a fair bit of weight, so he's happy to do that though. That in this, uh, yeah, but it's still like it's 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 for me. That's 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 the kind of fight I do, I don't even care to watch. Mm. I have no, I have zero interest in whatsoever. I don't, I don't even care to know what, what the result is because uh, that's like I said, that for me is a bit more of a joke. And I think Mayweather doing that is a bit of a letdown as well, and a letdown to his legacy because he's an unbelievable, one of the best ever to do it to be just giving away these kind of fights is to. To people that, again like are not really taking it seriously is disappointing mm. um and i'm sure there's so many other uh, yeah celebrity fights where people actually maybe put in the work a bit more or big fights that you can put on where it can be still being like an exhibition thing but it'll just be a bit more credible but yeah it's just, it's just disappointing i just wanted to ask you about the general state of british mma that the healthy state of it as well real awesome names for you here brendan loft name we spoke to him in the pfl big win for him mm. first match of the season darren till Leon Edwards, we've spoken about. Uh, Fabian Edwards, we've mentioned inadvertently. Arnold Allen, Jack Shaw in the UFC. 
yeah. as well. Paul Daly, uh, you mentioned him, he's still going. Linton Vassell. How do you assess the, the era of, of British MMA? Is this the, the best we've seen? It's definitely the, it's definitely the best like, right now. It's definitely uh, up and coming. In a, say, I can't even say up and coming anymore. I feel like we've got so, so much more established um, like MMA fighters and so many more to come. Like there's, there's, there's so much more that, uh, that I've seen in just like up and coming fighters that haven't quite hit the mainstream yet, uh, that they will be coming very soon. And it's just, it's just great to see that they, we've even down to our wrestling abilities just come up, come on massively. Um, and we actually, we actually are challenging, you know, the Americans, the Brazilians, mm. the Russians, it's, it's, it's great. Um, it's great to see. So. Um, in the next three years, you're gonna. I think we're gonna see some, some, a couple of champions, uh, just, just notable champions from, from across the board of the, all, all the different organisations with MMA. Well, let's hope so. Let's hope you're, uh, you're one of them yes. as well. Really appreciate your time. You got your taking initiative party T-shirt on finally because we have talked about equality and the quest for fairness in society. Football is taking a stand this weekend yeah. in a symbolic way of, of getting off social media in the UK. Yeah. What do you think of that? Is that something that sport could do in a unified fashion society, a unified fashion, perhaps to send a message to social media platforms? They have to change the, the software to stop the hate going on or, or change the punishments, whatever whatever they need to do. Yeah, I think there was an announcement that Instagram was going to do something as well with regards to like blocking certain yeah. kind of hate, uh, hate uh, messages and so on and so forth. I think people are starting to kind of catch on as slow as it's been. <laughs> people are slowly, people are slowly getting there and slowly understanding the understanding the importance of that. Um, and but the same, yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird one. I'm just happy that we're, we're people are ha uh, happy to have conversations about it and happy to make these and you know and big organisations are happy to make those kind of decisions to just at least. Um, just put it to the the, the, the front of everybody's uh, mind. Um, so it, it, we're, we're, we still have a long way to go, I feel, but it's, we're getting there. And it's good, even like, play, like you know, parts like myself, too, for, for me, this is probably the, uh, for these last couple of years and what's happened, it's probably really made me see how important it is to be in, involved in politics. I've, I've always been the first person to be like, I, I, I'm not interested in politics. I just want to do my own thing. But politics is in absolutely everything we do. Um, mm. So, and it, it affects everything we do. And like I said, for over this last couple of years, I've, I've truly realized how important it is. And that's why, you know, being a part of like the Take Initiative Party and trying to make steps and doing loads of work, extra work in the background to. To, to help the next generation and next generation not only just see how important it is but just help them with uh, things that are going to affect them in their life um yeah it's, it's, it's been massively important to me uh, over the last couple of years definitely we really appreciate your time michael safe travels and, and best of luck against derek anderson as well Thank you so much take care really enjoyed that conversation as ever with michael venom page thoughtful guy and his training partner, the boxer, Derek Chisora, didn't quite get over the line against Joseph Parker at the weekend. Compelling contest. Chisora unhappy with the decision. Looks like that could head to a rematch against New Zealander, who's a former world champion with the WBO belt in the heavyweight ranks of boxing. So wish uh, Chisora the best of luck with that. Wish Michael Venom Page the best of luck against Derek Anderson. Intriguing character, Derek Anderson. As I say, had a camper van last year. 
bounding around the, the Californian coast during the pandemic, living in his uh, camper van. That was his approach to it. Very phlegmatic, relaxed guy. Had a lot of cancellations as well, including two slated for Michael Van and Page. So hopefully that fight happens this Friday in Connecticut, Mohegan Sun Resort. I hope uh, that goes well for, for both men. May the best man win. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you to the sponsors, Bang Olufsen of Cheltenham and Serene AV, specialists in some of the finest home entertainment brands, providing solutions based around high-quality customer service and installations. And remember, with Cytoplan, the food-based supplement company, if you are looking to optimize your immunity, just polish off a healthy lifestyle as we, we all look at that way, don't we, about the concept of well-being and it may not purely be longevity we're looking at. It's how we live, how we feel, how we stave off the afflictions of coughs, colds, and things like coronavirus, of course, has been on our minds. Then do check out the website, cytoplan.co.uk, C-Y-T-O-P-L-A-N.co.uk. All the possible supplements, vitamins, trace elements, minerals, whatever you're looking for there, either in separate form or in multivitamin, multivitamin form. And the discount code is DRAPER10R, D-R-A-P-E-R, all capital letters, the number's one zero, and the capital letter R. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you could rate it on iTunes, fantastic. If you want to get in touch about possible guests, feedback, hello at drapermedia.co.uk is the best email. But if you could rate it on whatever platform you're listening on, Spotify, Acast, uh, someone said Amazon. I don't think it's on Amazon. Maybe something you have to look into in terms of uh, the availability of the podcast. But really appreciate you listening. I'm Ed Draper 81 on Twitter, Ed underscore Draper 81 on Instagram. Have a great week, guys. Goodbye for now.